Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Welcome to another Tuesday episode of Locked On Women's Basketball. I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. And if you missed yesterday's show with Gabe Ibrahim and Amy Otterbert, I think you should give it a listen. First of all, I learned a lot about the football (laughs) in the opening to that show. So I guess congratulations to Gabe and Amy. As someone who doesn't watch much football, I just appreciated the excitement that they brought to, it sounded like a a pretty big Miami win, but I don't know. I don't know those things, but (laughs) Gabe and Amy also broke down what we saw in the semifinals and did a really great job of, of talking about the impact players that led to the game four win uh, of the Las Vegas Aces over the Connecticut Sun. And of course, the sweep uh, that the Seattle Storm uh, eventually put on the Minnesota Lynx. Also loved that Amy gave a, a really great shout out to the Minnesota team. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to send you to the post-game conference Um Amy gave a lot of love to the coaching staff, and Gabe actually mentioned that Minnesota has some money. So here's Cheryl Reeve talking about what's next for the Minnesota Lynx. Um, Coach, I was hoping that you could maybe walk us through what a traditional, you know, general manager coach duties would look like from now uh, till next season. And if you think that because of where we're at with coronavirus, if that will change any for you. Yeah, um, obviously there's still so many unknowns, just even with college athletics. Um, you know, my understanding is they're they're scheduled to play, but as we know, you know, we're not in charge. The pandemic is, and I'm really, really hopeful. Fingers crossed that uh, these sports can, you know, start to to find a way um, to, you know, uh, play and and um, you know for these athletes, uh, as long as it's safe uh, to do so. Uh, in terms of what I think will be different uh, is what you all experience, which is we're not going to be able to be there. Um, and so that's going to be a big time challenge, just like you all faced. Uh, you, you realize there's a huge difference, uh, you know, watching something behind the screen versus being here, all that you can see. And, and who knows what, you know, 2021 will look like. Um, so I, I, you know, Eric, I wanted to you know, say thanks to, to you and, and all of you all. Um, special shout out to our uh, our locals, um, Kent and Katie and Neil, uh, Jace. Uh, I forget anybody for help me out because I don't want to you know, upset Charles Hallman. Um, thank you all for your incredible uh, perseverance and coverage. Uh, Katie, especially uh, as it pertained to the things that really matter to so many of us here in the bubble, um, you know, that were non-basketball related. So just... Uh, appreciate that. Same thing for, uh, for for Erica as well. So, And so you heard Cheryl Reeve talk about also that there's some things that she's going to have to do a little bit differently um, given coronavirus. And then <laughs> I love that she gave media a little bit of a shout out. So again, thank you to Aaron. Thank you to Coach Cheryl Reeve, Katie Smith, Planet Pearson, Rebecca Brunson, and everyone else from the Minnesota staff. Uh, that's the latest team to unfortunately depart the wobble. But we're going to talk on this episode a little bit more about some of the awards 
that we've um, seen come since last episode. I talked about awards mostly on Tuesday's episode, a little bit on Thursday, but um, end of season. It's award season for the WNBA, so we are going to go over that. Again, Amy and Gabe did such a great job kind of covering not only what happened in the semifinals, but what to expect about the game tonight. That's right. Game five, Connecticut Sun versus the Las Vegas Aces. It's time to talk to you about our favorite family-owned business, rockauto.com. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. You can type locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so since last you and I spoke, thank you lovely listeners for tuning into another episode of Locked On Women's Basketball with me, Erica Lindsay Ayala. And of course, you can follow me on the social media at elindsay08, that's E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-0-8 on Twitter and Instagram. So last time we spoke, I went over Crystal Dangerfield, Rookie of the Year. I went over um, Candace Parker, Defensive Player of the Year. But we got we got some other awards. We got some other awards. And since I mentioned Crystal Dangerfield, Crystal Dangerfield led the group of the all-rookie team. And so it was a guard-laden um, coach, uh, MB- WNBA coach, uh, selected, uh, all rookie team. So in addition to Crystal Dangerfield, we also have on the 2020 WNBA all rookie team guard for the Indiana fever, Julie Alamon guard for the Atlanta dream, Kennedy Carter. Guard for the New York Liberty, Jasmine Jones, and forward for the Dallas Wings, Satu Sabali. So, <laughs> uh, Satu Sabali, aka the Unicorn, if you haven't read my article in Sports Illustrated about why she's called the Unicorn, but why I call her the Unicorn, go check that out. But Satu Sabali, the only uh, position player that is not a guard to make the all rookie team. Uh, So we know a little bit about Crystal Dangerfield, selected 16th overall, lowest draft pick to win Rookie of the Year. She ranked 11th in the entire WNBA in scoring with 16.2 points per game, third in in free throw percentage, that's a tongue twister, with 92.2% on the season. And she started 19 of her 21 regular season contests. As far as Julie Alamon, I know a lot of people wanted Julie to get more votes for Rookie of the Year. Honestly, I, I'm not I'm not mad at that take, especially because Julie Alamon, um, of all of the rookies, she started all 22 games 
I, you know, because of injury and a lot of other things, unfortunately, we didn't see a lot of the rookies from the 2020 class play an entire WNBA season, but Julie Alamon did. And the, the Belgian finished first in assists with 5.8 assists per game, second in rebounds, and three three-point percentage, uh, field goal percentage. Uh, so 4.5 rebounds per game, 47.8% three-point field goals, fifth in scoring among rookies. So among the rookie class, as you can see, first in assists, second in rebounds, and second in three-point field goal percentage, fifth in scoring overall, Julie Alamont definitely worthy of all rookie. Um, and I think if, I do think that the WNBA, and again, this is coaches voting on this. So, uh, on all rookie versus media voting for rookie of the year. I don't think Crystal Dangerfield is a bad pick, but I do think that Alamon, um, played really well. And unfortunately just wasn't a part of the conversation. I wasn't expecting her to win. I, I just kind of think the way media votes work and there wasn't a lot of attention or people didn't pay attention to Indiana because of their overall record. But for anyone who watched Indiana play, Alamon was <laughs> the MVP of that team for sure. Might be a rookie, but just fit in seamlessly excited to see what happens as Indiana continues to really build up its team under new head coach Marianne Stanley moving on to Kennedy Carter one of the players as I mentioned that didn't get to um, play a complete season uh, was sidelined for six games with an ankle injury uh, but she started all 16 games in which she played and recorded at least 20 points in half of those. So eight of those 16 games, she was 20 points or more. Uh, she's the fourth overall pick to the Atlanta Dream. She ranked eighth in the league in scoring with 17.4 points per game. And that was the best among rookies. Third among rookies in assists, 3.4 assists per games. And in steals, just slightly under one per game. There weren't a lot of assists in this rookie class. I was looking that up as I was doing some research on Crystal Dangerfield. Um, but again, Alamon had a lot of assists. And at the guard position, I think assists kind of have to be an important part of the game. Um, so that's just something that I noticed. Um, Carter became the youngest player in history to score at least 30 points in a game when she tallied 35 points excuse me, against the Seattle Storm on August 6th. That's coming directly from the WNBA um, release on All Rookie. And then we have Jasmine Jones, 12th overall pick to the New York Liberty. She ranked fourth among rookies in scoring with 10.8 points per game, third among rookies in rebounding with 4.1. And... In, she led her class in steals, about 1.4 steals per game. She came off the bench in 18 of her 20 games. Um, and, you know, that's really interesting to me, that piece. Um, anyone listens to, I do a little piece on that's specific to the New York Liberty, Gotta Get Up. And I've been talking about Jasmine Jones and her swagger, the way she played for the New York Liberty. I do think that she um, deserved to play a, a little bit more of a pivotal role. I just think that her style 
it didn't maybe fit the system that Walt Hopkins wanted to implement or he that he wants to implement long term. But I think Jasmine Jones style really worked for what the New York Liberty had this season. And obviously coaches, um, coaches got, um, she got the attention of coaches, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So overall, here are the votes. Uh, Alamon, Carter, Dangerfield, and Satu Sabali all got 11 votes, and Jasmine Jones got six when it comes to uh, 2020 WNBA All-Rookie Team. And I saved Satu Sabali because I've mentioned Satu Sabali before. Um, She became just the fourth rookie in WNBA history to average at least 13.8 points per game, 7.8 rebounds, and 2.5 assists, joining the likes of, <laughs> you might have heard of these people, I don't know, Tamika Catchings, no big deal, Candace Parker, mm, heard of her, maybe, maybe, Brianna Stewart, what? Come on, Satu Sabali joining the, the likes of Catchings, Parker, and Stewart, that's a pretty good start. Again, sidelined with injury. I believe she missed four games because of injury. I really would have loved to see Satu play a full season. And so we hope she's healthy. She's in uh, Istanbul already uh, to continue her first year as a basketball professional. So more good things to come without question from Satu Sabali. But Coming up next, we are going to talk about the game that is happening tonight. I hope you're ready. Do what you got to do to get ready. I made a a freaking rookie mistake talking about rookie, all rookie. I made a rookie mistake and I was without snacks for game two on Sunday. Not making, I'm not doing that again. I'm not doing that again. Hey, I mentioned that I made a rookie mistake. I didn't have my snacks, but luckily I did have the DoorDash app. Listen, it happens. You don't get your favorite snacks and then you're sitting in front of the TVs. We've got playoffs happening and you're hungry because of the excitement and all of the things. So luckily the DoorDash app had me covered. Why? Because DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is so easy. You open the DoorDash app, you choose what you want to eat, and your food will be safely left outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Now, many of your favorite local restaurants are still open. So just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code locked on NBA. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code locked on NBA. Don't forget that's code locked on NBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. You have probably heard me on Locked On Women's Basketball talk times about how important, how absolutely important veteran leadership is for teams wanting to advance in the WNBA. And that was basically personified by Angel McCautry going absolutely off. McCautry scored 29 points and played more minutes than she had all season. She scored 16 of her 29 points in the third quarter 
alone. And the Aces get that 84-75 win against the Connecticut Sun. Now, if the Sun had won that game, they would be in the final for the second consecutive season, but they could not shut the door on McCautry and the Aces. In this series, we've seen Asia Wilson, the reigning MVP, the new and reigning MVP, just completely dominate. But the Aces are going to need help. And it was McCautry. I think other players that we should look out for in Game 5 is um, Kayla McBride. Kayla McBride. Uh, We've seen her in the three-point contest Um, She wrote that amazing story, which I will link in the description in the Players' Tribune and and talked about um, through telling her life story um, that she really had a difficult time um, during quarantine. And she talks about um, an athlete always having their sport as their outlet, their outlet to maybe bury or not deal with some of the pain that they have in other areas of their life. And so without that, as Kayla was explaining, it, it forced McBride to really f- face head on some of the things in her past that um, were still weighing on her. And and so I think we've, uh, reading that Players' Tribune article really made the 2020 Wubble season make sense to me. Kayla McBride was not, you know, it's not like she was playing terrible, but again, this is a player that we've seen um, be an all-star. This is a player that we know can hit shots from deep. And you know, when you if you look at the uh, for me, my eye test is just saying that you know McBride didn't have as dynamic a season as she did in in the past. Uh, her average was twenty six point six minutes per game and her points at 12.5 points per game for 2020. Last year for Las Vegas, uh, she was averaging 29 minutes per game and 13.3 points per game. Her highest ever was 2018 with the Las Vegas Aces, 18.2%. So again, um, 12.5 uh, points per game. It's a it's a small dip from last season. Um, it's a little bit under her career average of fourteen point seven. So again, those stats, you know, it's not we're not seeing that much, but you can just kind of tell that uh, I I felt that you know it was a different Kayla McBride, and and perhaps we know why. But um, speaking of Kayla McBride. Here is what Kayla had to say to media after shoot-around today. We're unmuted. Okay, yeah, Michelle Vopel, go ahead. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Kayla, I I guess, is there any different mindset you take into a game like this? I mean, in some ways, it's not any different than the last game, right? It's a win-or-go-home game. But is there anything different about a a game five, if you will? Um, Yes and no. I mean, I think we, we, we understand what was on the line before and now we're one game away from the finals uh so yeah I think everybody feels that and understands that but we also understand like who we are and uh, you know that it's still 40 minutes of basketball it's still 40 minutes of of the way that we play and um you know I, I think it is it is a good thing that we already had one of these games these winter go home games um but 
but the move for us and the you know the thing that I'm getting from from the team is that you know we're just treating it like any other game. Um, I feel like we play the same no matter what what's on the line. Um, that's what we've been all year. We deserve to be here, and now it's just about going out there and playing 40 minutes, throwing the ball up. It's 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 what you live for as an athlete, especially a pro athlete. Now, again, I love veterans on teams. I think teams that go deep into the playoffs, and it's time and time again, season after season, year after year. Teams that go far in the WNBA playoffs are teams that have veteran leadership. However, elite teams are also able to get some of their young players up to speed. And so we're going to head over to shoot around today and hear from Kyla Charles, a rookie with the Connecticut Sun. Alexa? Hey, Kyla. Um, I know you weren't around last year, but even just talking with Kurt and some of the players who did come back from last year, they've talked a lot about using the experience of, of Game 5 in the finals to kind of inform how they approach tonight, knowing what to expect and how you have to come out. I'm just kind of curious, as a rookie, if, if that's something that you've noticed the older players talking about, whether or not with you or just as a team, or if you're even drawing upon the experience um, in the single elimination games, you know what to expect in this kind of win-or-go-home setting. Yeah, I mean, Coach mentioned it that we, um, out of the teams that are left, have a lot of experience with the uh, Game 5. And so I just know that they're going to come out with the same intensity. We're going to come out with the same mindset that we want to stay. Like you said, it's win or go home. Um, in single elimination, we knew that we had to leave everything on our court, everything out on the court um, in order to move forward. So we know we have to come out tonight with that same mindset, that same mentality. And so... We're excited. Like you said, it's going to be tough. It's game five. Nobody wants to go home. Everybody's going to leave it on the floor. And that's exactly what we expect. That's exactly what we, um, what we need and what we expect. Um, we're ready to just go out there and compete and have a lot of fun. Next on Locked on Women's Basketball, we're talking a few more end-of-season awards and, of course, all of the things you need to know for game five. So we got a few more awards. Uh, we got Benaja Laney as most improved player. Now, I've been advocating for Bria Hartley to win this award, but Benaja Laney is a great choice as well. Hartley, I think, with the injury, it was kind of tough to have that be competitive, a competitive race for most improved player. Um, but Benaja Laney is a great, a really great... Uh, choice. The voting, it was 25 votes for Banajalini and 21 votes for Maisha Hines-Allen and one vote for Angel McCautry. So <laughs> I don't really understand. Um, I guess again, and I mentioned this to uh, Pepper Persley, but I think maybe Bria Hartley, if she was going to win a- an award, probably would have been best for uh, sixth player, which was won by Dierica Hamby. Now, speaking of Hamby, the uh, Aces will be out without the services of their two-time sixth woman of the year. So that's going to be tough, but they got to they got through game four. Um, and so now if they advance, they'll have to do so without Hamby. And we also, just as I was recording this afternoon, got word that Neka Ogumake wins the 2020 Kim Parat Sportsmanship Award. Some say Perot, some say Parat. If I remember my WNBA history correctly, I believe it is Parat, and Perot kind of just took on a 
pronunciation. It, it kind of became a part of WNBA culture, but I believe it's Kim Parat. Anyway, Ogumake received 21 votes from a national panel of 26 or 46, excuse me, sports writers, New York Liberty Guard, Lasia Clarendon, and Atlanta Dream center forward, Elizabeth Williams. Um came in second and third place. If I were getting a vote, I probably would have gone with Lasia. I like that Elizabeth Williams was also in the running. Between Neka Gumake, Lasia Clarendon, and Elizabeth Williams, a lot of what you saw happen in the Wubble, either prior to arrival in Florida or while in Florida, was the masterminds, was because of the masterminds of Clarendon, Williams, Ogumake, Bird, want to give Natalie Achanwa a shout out. The leadership of the WNBA players in particular um, has done a really great job. So Ogumike gets it. And actually, I want to plug a front office sports article that I read yesterday that I didn't know that Neka Ogumike also was the spearhead behind a lot of the partners and partnerships and sponsors that happened in the Wubble, um, including Chipotle, which is one of her personal sponsors, and really getting that um, brand engagement from companies to athletes. And so I'm going to link that because I thought it was a great story. So you've got the uh, Kayla McBride story that I, I want to put on your radar to read. Also, front office sports Neka Ogumike 2020 Kim Parat Sportsmanship Award. Ogumike joins Seattle Storm Guard Sue Bird as the only two players to earn this honor, the Kim Parat Sportsmanship Award, in consecutive years. Sue Bird won in 2017 and 2018. All right, so tonight you heard from Kyla Charles. You heard from Kayla McBride. It's going to be a good one. Oh, it's going down. It's going down tonight, as a matter of fact. Tuesday, September 29th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I believe we're on ESPN2 tonight. Whomever advances for tonight will take on the Seattle Storm. And the finals for the WNBA playoffs in the Wubble will start on Friday. So best believe by Thursday when I come back, although we will focus on social justice, I will give you a rundown of everything that we need to know before the final. We'll have, all we'll have our two teams by then. It's going to be a good time. As always, thank you for listening to Locked On Women's Basketball. If you're not already, follow us on social media. That's at Locked On WBB. And the best way... For us to continue to grow, what we're doing is, one, check out our sponsors. I know I'm going to be hitting up DoorDash for dinner tonight. Also, share these uh, share these episodes. Let other people know. Spread the good word about women's basketball. We're almost done with WNBA, but as, as Cheryl Reeve mentioned, we still have college. It'll look a little different than what we've seen at any other time before, but it's still going to be a good time. And we here at Locked On Women's Basketball have got you covered. Until Thursday, Erica Lindsay Ayala, out.